Yeah. I don't want to eat this. Welcome back, everyone. This is Lunchtime in Rome, episode 49. I am Brian, and I'm here with Jay. Hello! And Eric. Hey, guys. And we want to take this moment to welcome everybody to the table. Uh, Please visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com to find all of the ways that you can connect with us. We want you to connect with us. Please do so. Um, And you can also find out how to download our podcast on the regular um, as we get into this, uh, we'll, let's talk to Jay about what this is about. Why do we do this? What's going on? We do this because everyone everywhere across the world for all of eternity from the beginning of time until the end will experience being alone often. And that is the most common problem people have. And we believe that in the Bible, it says Romans twelve fifteen: rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. That is the key to keeping someone from feeling alone, not fixing them, not ignoring them, not making them better, joining them in their emotion. And so that's why we take Rome 1215, Romans 1215, lunchtime in Rome. We hang out as if we were in Rome having lunch and we talk about life. First 20 minutes or so of this podcast, we model that. How do we rejoice with each other and mourn with each other? The second 20 minutes, we talk about something that is helpful as a tip in how to do this in your life and others' lives. And then the last few minutes, we just bring it all together with a do better and a can't do better that pretty much contradicts everything we've done up to that point. Yeah. Today may look a little different. We may have a little more on the front end, a little less on the back end. We've got some some catching up to do. We've got some catching up to do. This is a kind of a recap of the last month, especially for me. I I think it's almost been a month since I've been here. But the title of today's episode is What Do You Say When? Correct. And we're going to be talking about awkward situations and how to comfort people when you just don't know maybe what to say or how to handle that situation. Or you're sure others have done it wrong. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the the down the road part of the, the podcast. But... Um, as we said, we're going to kind of talk about what we've been doing, and there's been a lot of it. Um, so who wants to go first? I think you should go first, man. You may go first. Yeah. So it's you, been you got, you got a, a big one. wild and crazy trip for yeah. me since the last time I've been here, uh, which I think was the beginning of October, and um, it is now the middle of November, which for me, October was just deleted. Like, yeah, I mean, I had, we did all kinds of stuff as a family and, and I had all kinds of adventures, but it like all of a sudden it's November 10th, yeah. 8th, whatever it is right now. Fifth, um, sixth, sixth, somewhere around there. Um, long story short, I'm, I'm just going to try to condense it as much as possible is um, we'd been planning this trip as a family out to California, out to Los Angeles for a little over two years. So um, my, my daughter, Abby, she's, Ever since she's heard of California, uh, we have a friend that lives out there and she was, I remember we were out in our backyard one time talking to my friend, Amanda, and Abby was just like, I, we got to go. And <laughs> she never let it go. She was just serious about it. Yeah. So, and right. Like she never laughed. She never, she was like, no, we're, we're going. I, <laughs> but we don't have the, okay, honey, we'll go. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we've been, we've been talking about it and, and it just kind of came to the point where, um, you know, Alexis and I were like, we, we just have to do this. Like life, life is very short. And, yeah. 
Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be the person that looks back and goes, man, I wish we'd have done this. Why yeah. didn't we do this? Right. Like, why, why were we so focused on this thing? So we did it, you know, we budgeted for it for a year and, and, um, and it was great. Um, we ended up flying out as the first time Abby was on a flight. Second time Ethan was on a flight. Um, and it was just so much fun to be doing firsts with my kids. Yeah. And, and, and it was the first, honestly, it was the first time we flew together anywhere as a family. Yeah. So it was a first for us as a family. Yeah. Um, and Alexis is from California ish. Um, her dad was in the air force, but she lived in California for quite a while. Um, I've been there a lot. So her and I, it was, it was nice for us to go back. That's where I proposed to her. Um, oh, cool. Um, and uh, actually at the LAX airport. So it was kind of cool to, I knew that. Yeah. So I did not. Yeah. I there was a song. Wrote her a song. Want to hear it? Here it go. Want to hear it? Here it go. <laughs> Got down on one knee in the middle of the terminal and sang her the song like wrote. And um, so we have a lot of history in LA. We have a lot of friends. We went and um, just as we were building the trip, contacted a lot of the people and stayed with some of them and saw most of the people we wanted to see. Um, we get, we got like all these, all these people came out of the woodwork and said, Oh, you want to do this here? Let me get you a discount on this. So it was really nice, you know, having people with connections. Um, so basically we left on the 15th of October, which was a Tuesday. Um, we were originally going to be out there until the following Tuesday, the 22nd where Alexis and the kids were going to fly home. I was going to stay an extra couple days to do a workshop for my job. Um, that would have been the 23rd and the 24th. I was going to fly home Thursday evening, the 24th, get home Friday morning, the 25th. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Well, and the night, and honestly, the night before we, the, the Monday night before we left, I was laying in bed just thinking about all that could go wrong. I'm like, <laughs> we're going to fly to LA. So many moving parts. So many Idea. things. We're going to fly to LA as a family on two different planes, two different airports, three different airports. Um, we're going to rent a car and drive around the LA freeways which is an adventure in and of itself. We're going to then wake up the following morning and drive out to Vegas, which is about a five hour trip um, one way. So we drove out to Vegas through the desert, through the Mojave desert, went to Vegas, drove back the the next day, which would have been Thursday morning. And then from there, we just (laughs) were all over the place in LA. We were all over the place and, but it was like relaxing, but it was fun. But at the same time, it was like like a a a vibe out West. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. We're driving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which, I can't explain it. It is. It's, yeah. it's like it's like this freedom that you maybe not don't have here. Um, and, and so like we just had all these things, but I'm laying there on Monday night and I'm like, wow, look like this is for real. This is real. And we are here. I think the biggest thing that, that got to me was the moment when I knew that I'd have to drop Alexis and the kids off at LAX and leave them and then just rely on Alexis and the kids to get back home. And there was a layover. And oh. God. And God. Well, yes. <laughs> but um, so for me, that was the biggest moment of concern on the whole trip. And that was planned. Like we were planning on doing that regardless of everything that happened. Yeah. Um, so that was weighing on me. And that was my one. If she can get back home with the kids, you know, whatever else happens, I'm good. That's fine. <laughs> well, or uh, things were put to the that was put to the test. We'll get into that in a second. So anyways, we just had a great time. We flew out. We really didn't have any kind of hiccups whatsoever. Um, Vegas was so much fun with the kids. It was only one night, which I think is all that we really need to do with the kids. Um, but we saw we saw an Elvis show. Um, we stayed we stayed at the, the Paris Hotel, which we opened our curtain at our hotel 
and looked out. We and it was right right across from the Bellagio with the water cannons, like you see at the end of uh, Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, um, and just just all of this mat. Like, and I just looked out. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, this is like this is high class. And and this is what real people do. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, well, that was the thing. I was like, this, there's not a lot of people that get to do this, Yeah, you know? And, and my friend, my friend Shannon, she's been out in California forever and, uh, or I'm sorry, in Vegas forever. She just paid for the hotel and sure. she paid, she paid for the, the tickets. Well, Cause she has a really big high tech job out there. She's a cocktail waitress. There you go. She's been there for 20 years and she, she makes, I'm sure she does money. make good money, but and she awesome? has some hookups, but right. yeah, I mean, still it was, you know, I can't imagine. Here's a question I just have, and I don't know why, but I've been at thinking the whole time. Um, and if you're just joining us, you know, this is the beginning of the podcast where we catch up on each other's lives and really just, you know, rejoice with each other and mourn with each other. Um, did you go to pool in Vegas? I did. And honestly, that was probably my highlight. I don't want to think about all the other things that you're probably thinking about. No, it was just thinking like, well, you've got kids. You're not going to the casinos. You did go to a show. Right. But your kids yeah. are like, let's go to the pool. Well, that's interesting because when we opened our when we opened our drape in our hotel room, we looked right down on the the, the Paris hotel. And it pool. looked like a good pool. It was beautiful. Yeah. And it, it looked was clean. Like, from, it was right about four there. feet deep. You know, at, did at, you say at, it looked clean. Well, I've been to Vegas. Yeah, there's there's people that are like if you if people are having a pool party, you don't go in the no, pool. No, because there's like beer cans and like and people drinking beer and people like people not getting out of the pool to go to people the having restroom. sex. Yeah, and it's in not the great. pools. Look, what like, I do when I'm on vacation is my own business. <laughs> yeah, but no. when I, when I saw the picture, never been to Vegas. When I saw the picture, there was nobody at the pool. <laughs> like yeah. No waste around the pool. No. Yeah. It was very clean. I, just, and I, I think remember. I remember being in Vegas at one of the pools and like there was like a Band-Aid floating by. And I was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. And and we were actually it was, I think, probably the highlight. Of, one of the highlights of my trip was Ethan and, and Alexis didn't want to go swimming at that point. Like we had just got there. We got there kind of late in the day. Well, not late, but I think we got like checked in around five. And then we realized the the pool actually only it was only open till six o'clock. Um, during like the fall hours or whatever, because the sun was going down at six thirty, you yeah. know, seven seven o'clock out there. So they closed the pool at six. Abby and I got a chance to go down and swim, and uh-huh. it was this like we were just having so much fun, her and I. And there was this one moment where I picked her up and just like spun around. And as I'm spinning and looking at her, like I'm seeing all of the Vegas skyline and everything, like the Eiffel Tower from me, at the hotel, the hotel, <laughs> yeah. and like all of the Strip and like the mountains in the background and the sky, and I'm just spinning her and like this is why she's we came laughing here. Yeah. and like it was just one of those moments where I was like, like I almost started crying. I was just yeah. like, God, this is like I don't deserve this. This like, is like why so do I get to do this? Why amazing. do I get to have her? Why do right. I get to do this? Right, I'm, and she's healthy and I'm healthy, and it was amazing. So anyways, to condense a lot of things, we ended up leaving Vegas Thursday afternoon. I was, you go and you have fun until you don't. It's like you go to Vegas, you go on a cruise and you have fun until it's like, I am over this. Yeah. So leaving Vegas, I was clenching and I was like, all right, yeah, let's get out of here. Um, so anyways, we did a, we did a bunch of other stuff in LA and, um, had just, we're having a great time. And then like by Sunday afternoon, we're all, we're all starting to really feel it. And, we had one more solid day. We were supposed to be there Monday and then Tuesday, like I said, um, they were flying home and then I was going to go on my merry way to, to do the work thing that I went out there to do. And uh, we're driving back from the beach. Like we'd been on the beach, um, Santa Monica. We went to the pier and like we're, we're I'm body surfing in the ocean. I'm yeah. playing with the kids and it's October and it's like it's it was like 90 degrees. Like it was it was really hot in, in L.A. It's a little unseasonally unseasonably hot. 
but like I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. And then I'm on the beach a little bit and I'm like, Oh man, I like, I felt a little, you know, stitch in my side and I just, we'd done a ton of walking yeah. and playing in the water. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I just, you know, tweak something. Uh, and so this was like one o'clock, one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. And by five thirty, uh, we'd, we'd got back to my friend's house and on the way back, I was talking to Lex and I was like, you know, we kind of have a flex day tomorrow. Like, what do we want to do? Like, we've pretty much done everything we want. We could go see like Capitol Records or go to Hollywood. Like, we hadn't really done that stuff. Yeah. Didn't really care if we did it. Um, and I was like, well, we kind of have a flex day tomorrow. Well, Sunday night, Sunday evening, I'm at my friend Amanda's and Michael's house on the floor in the bathroom, unable to walk or, or move because my guts were just oh. on fire. Like it felt like I ate hot coals, like all the hot coals from a fire. Mm. And my stomach was just like, my guts were just expanding, but also on fire as they expanded. I felt like way overly full and like just the most horrible pain in my stomach, like instantly, like, like within a matter of hours. And it just came on so quickly. And man, like I, um, I, I, they, they prayed for me, which I think was, it, it's an amazing thing. Um, because I do believe that it helped in the long run a lot. Uh, cause it was in that moment where like, I was really, really bad where Amanda's husband, Michael came in, started praying with me. Alexis started praying with me. Um, and then I just, I, I just stayed in bed and I couldn't move. And like during the night I told Lex, I was like, look, we got to find a hospital just in case I'm going to try to gut this out over the overnight. I'm going to try to stick it out. It would be wrong for me to say, gut this gut out. This out. Yeah. I, I, um, so I was like, I'm, we're, I'm going to try to stick it out, but um, we need to, we need to know where we're going to go in case I yeah. can't. Yeah. And um, what a horrible moment. It was bad because I started to think about all of the things like, well, this is probably the end. Like you go from, eh, it's, you know, might be some gas to, I'm going to die. Glad I had a great trip with my family. Yeah, Good send off. Yep. The last thing I'm going to ever see was my daughter in the ocean and my son in the ocean. And, and, uh, but like you yeah. said, cause I've heard stories about, you know, like people like all of a sudden they have pain and they go in and there's this giant ball of cancer that's just taken mm. over their guts and they didn't even know about it until that. Yeah. You know, you hear about stories like that. Sure. And you think about all the things like as a dad, I'm like, I'm 42. All right. You know, they are, you just start thinking about all those things. And then you also think, well, maybe I'm just crazy and all of this is going to end up well tomorrow and yeah. everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. So anyways, I, all night I just, you know, I, I slept okay. And I was just on the, on the edge of, do I go, do I go? And, and I went into the hospital Monday morning, uh, checked, checked in at 1130, uh, in the morning and uh, ended up being admitted and like i was pretty upset about that because like i really just wanted to have the doctor say here's a pill go home and do this right and not have my trip screwed it's up a, it's a gas yeah it's your gas yeah not have my trip screwed up not have to start thinking about all right what do i do with the rent a car what do i do with my plane tickets right what is alexis and the kids gonna do am yeah. i gonna see them again right am i gonna see them in five weeks am i gonna you know yeah because like they started coming up and they're like, yeah, surgery. And I'm like, oh man, you know, and like surgery four, you haven't really disclosed for those who know. So no. what, ended, what they ended up diagnosing me with was I had a, um, diverticulitis, which burst my colon, which was spewing the toxins into my body. And I, we caught it before I went septic, which septic is, it becomes an infection into your blood, mm -hmm. um, because all the toxins are leaking out. Um, so we caught it before that, but not too soon like not too much before. not before it burst right like it burst 
And then so I, you know, I, I went in pretty much the right time is, is what. So they ended up um, I ended up talking to the physician. Um, he, he was he's, he was the surgeon. And I was like, here's my situation. If it's at all possible, I want to go home. You know, when my flight is, I, I really don't want to have surgery. And he was like, well, we'll try everything we can. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put you on some antibiotics tonight. If you're not responding in the morning, which it would have been Tuesday morning, he's like, if you're not responding Tuesday morning, we're going to have to do surgery, which means I'm going to have to not just laparoscopically cut you open, but I'm going to have to cut you open like a big slice in your in your stomach, which, you know, if you know anything about surgery, those are it takes much longer to heal. Oh, yeah. Way longer than because I've had laparoscopic when I had my appendix out. Yeah. And like I was home, you know, I was delivering water two weeks later. And so, yeah, that was a big bummer. And then he was like if we do this surgery now, because it's going to be an emergency surgery, I'm also going to have to put a colostomy bag in you, which means that captures all the waste, Right. but it's inside you. And that's going to be at least three to six months in you. And then once that period's over, you have to have a surgery to have that taken back out of you. Right. And then you're probably going to get a hernia from that, which most people do, which means you're going to have to have a surgery to, to fix that. So he's telling me all this and, and <laughs> like Alexis and the kids are just like, they're there because they came into the room with Gosh. me. Um, not as good of a moment as holding <laughs> Abby in the pool not with <laughs> Vegas in the back. Like, no, it, it was, was the best of times. Yeah, it was the worst. It was, it was the abs- bit, just it was a little bit worse. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> sad. So and, 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 and like and their poor faces and they're well and 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 I don't want to like blow Ethan up here, but he was in, on one arm. Like I'm, uh, I'm on the single bed. Ethan's on one arm. Abby's on the other arm, laying with me. And they're both just moaning and sobbing and just like, Da-da. like, like it was, man. It oh. was, and, and this is something I want to talk to you guys about because the doctor that came in, he was super nice and, and like, like kind of, you know, very businesslike, but also very gentle. And like, you could tell his interest was to heal me, um, not just perform surgery. And, um, but like the kids are just losing it. And he's like, Hey, listen, listen, don't cry. And like, when he said that, I got a little hot. Cause like everything we talked right. about, I was like, don't tell my kids not to cry. Right. Right. He was like, don't cry. Cause if you cry, you're going to make me cry and it's going to be, uh, and when I cry, it's very dramatic and you don't want to see it. So he, it was like his way of trying to comfort my sure. kids and my family. Uh, you know, and then the, the, as I saw him over the next three days, he was like, please keep me informed. Uh, please tell me how your family's doing. Please let me know. that they made Like he was very interested. Right. That's not typical. No. And this whole no. hospital visit was like this. This whole hospital. Much as I know. Everybody right. I saw, every person in the scrubs or anything, every time I walked past them or they came into my room, they're like, just we hope you feel better. Like, like I just genuinely, like genuinely felt very cared for. Yeah. Like yeah. you almost wonder, like, what were their staff meetings like? Yeah. Like, why is it not like that in every hospital? Yeah. Well, th- and it turned mm. out like this was a, this was a, like one of my doctors who I was dealing with who didn't release me and didn't release me. And I was starting to get a mad at him. But, um, cause I was feeling great after like the second day, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like I yeah. healed so like miraculously quickly. And I thank God for that Yeah, because within two days that, that hole in my colon healed, like it, it, it healed itself up on its own, which is amazing to me. And, and they were, they were very encouraged and not amazed, but like, very encouraged by like, how oh, it actually worked. Right. Right. Cause most people don't heal like that. So, yeah. um, but, but, uh, but this place that we were at this hospital, we were at, like, I, I remember watching like Chicago hope or ER and you're like, that doesn't happen in real life. Well, this is one of those hospitals where it happens in real oh, life. Yeah. There's a lot of homeless people. They take in all like the car accidents and shot, you know, gunshot, a lot uh, of trauma. It's a trauma hospital. Yeah, trauma, you know, so, yeah. and, and the last night I was there, 
Um, I was, I actually had my earbuds in. I'm watching, uh, re, you know, I, I was watching Stranger Things again, and I just start hearing all this like banging and banging, like, uh, it, like I didn't have anybody next to me at that point, um, but in the next room, like I just hear all this banging, and so like I stick my head out, and there's like a like a homeless guy, like you know how they have their carts full of all of their possessions, yeah, and he's standing there just outside the room, and there's this homeless lady just going off in the next room, um, and like I later heard from. Um, one of, one of my nurse, uh, aides, she, I overheard her talking to somebody. She's like, I got new teeth. Um, and she was like, so they were like, well, you got new teeth. And, and they were like, well, yeah, because, uh, this one patient kicked them out of my mouth. Wow. You know, that's like that kind of a place. So anyways, man, it, it was an unfortunate end to my trip. I, I, well, I, was, I was able to make, well, it was fortunate in, in a lot of ways. Well, I'm at the end. Like when I got home. Yeah. No, I mean, my point is you do get to come home. I do get to come home. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it was like, I kind of took this like diverted into the, to the vacation, to the vacation part. And, yeah. and also to my, the, my job obligation, I wasn't right. able to go down and, and, you know, help with this, with the workshop. And I was actually looking forward to that. So I, I got the tail end of it. I was able to get down there for a couple hours um, after they released me. Um, but you know, it was just, it was, it was so much packed in. And then when I got home, like, and then again, my flight, I left California at 9 p.m. Thursday night, and I didn't get back into Pittsburgh International until Friday morning at 9 a.m. Mm. I had a two, mm. two and a half hour layover in Atlanta at like 430 in the morning, you know, and, then, and with the time difference. And by the time I got home, uh, my parents picked me up and my mom snapped a picture. I shared it with you guys yeah. or she shared it with you guys. <laughs> Um, it was it's just it's, the epitome it, of your feelings. I was so done. I was so done hearing noises. I was so done hearing conversations. I didn't want to hear beeping. Yes. Cell phones. I was so over people taking at selfies. At that point, you're 24 hours out of the hospital. Yeah, right. And 12 and like, of them you spent traveling. And it was all like, and then the exhaustion just hit me. Yeah. Sat, uh, uh, Friday and Saturday. But man, some of the food I ate, I, I, I did want to point this out, man. There's this place out there called, um, I can't remember the name of it now. Uh. I sent you guys a picture. It's it was a bakery or a deli. Is it the one that the the French guy toast? that owns Oakmont Bakery here has uh, some kind of relationship with? Yeah, it was uh, Beto's or Tebow's or dang it, I can't remember the name of it now. It's so good. <laughs> Tito's. Um, I, I'm gonna have to find it. But um, so but the best French toast I've ever eaten, the best mango I've ever eaten, it came on the French toast. Um, it, it was so delicious. Um. What were some of the other things I had? I had a, um, oh man, we went to a Universal Studios and I had Duff beer. Uh, I think Eric, you've had that before, right? It is. It's excellent beer. Yeah, it was really. It was good. It was good. I mean, for you, like what you what you expect is like it's going to be like Miller Lite or like Bud, <laughs> yeah. or like Budweiser or yeah. something like that. But it's actually like a really good lager beer. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just a good solid beer. Yeah, like I would buy a case of it in a heartbeat. Portos, P O R T O, and it was it was in um, it, this this French toast was probably three inches tall, and we'll put a picture of it out there. But it came with mangoes and and all this fresh fruit on top of it. It came with this big thing of whipping cream. Oh yeah, and send just me, yeah, send me, all send me that picture. All the flavors yeah. together were magical, and <laughs> it, it was it was probably one of the best breakfasts I've ever had. We had a great breakfast at the Paris Hotel when we were in Vegas. Um, it was a buffet and they had like 10 stations and like just everything you could imagine. It was so good. Um, so I had a lot of good food and then I didn't have any food for two and a half days. And then you had a lot of bad, the then you had not even a lot. Then you had bad food. 
Oh, and I was so hungry in the hospital. Yeah, when you haven't eaten in days, and then you still want to eat. And they bring me that food. I was like, eh, yeah, I don't want to eat this, uh, but I'm so hungry. Can I just go back to the liquid diet that you guys were giving me? Because that broth was pretty decent. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, that's and it's just been getting back in the saddle ever since then. I've just been having doctor follow-up visits. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening with me. Um, I know it's a lot. I tried to keep it as short as possible. No, that's very good. I know, Eric, you've also had some pretty unfortunate things happen. And Yeah, it's been... Your heart's it's heavy. It's been a cuff ruffle. Uh, cuff ruffle. God. <laughs> that and that's the show everybody that's there it, it is there it is. <laughs> um yeah so last week i was in new york for a conference Sorry. um i won't i won't mention the name of the conference but i'm also like i have some thoughts about it um but it was like it was a crazy it was a crazy conference do you, do you have you guys seen the original jurassic park oh um, yeah yeah the, the first you know the first but, one Yep. So seventy five years ago, right, right. But do you remember when they were going around and like getting the initial tour, and the guy that owns it is talking spared no expense, exactly spared no expense. Sorry, I didn't mean to take your no, but that, I'm glad you like took your thumb. No, that's that's perfect. Um, so you know, my my boss James and I were walking around and we're like, man, how much money? Yeah, did, did they we put spend? In? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got Seth Meyers to come do like an hour nah. stand up, and he was he was really funny. Um, and there was a guy from CNBC that then interviewed Seth Meyers after his little stand up. They had Magic Johnson come in and speak. Uh, Jenna Fisher, Jenna Fisher yeah. from The Office, come Pam. in. Pam, um, and fancy. There's so open and then, bars, and, and then well, that must yeah, have been the greatest trip ever. The last night he he rented out the playstation theater which all this is in times square in new york he being the owner of the, this uh, yeah, conference this, yeah well yeah company. CEO. yeah um he uh we were at the marriott in times square that's where the conference was and then he rented out the playstation theater and had gavin DeGraw come in and do a, a private concert for us with open bar and everything was catered like every meal during the whole three-day conference was you mm-hmm. know paid for and, and all that so like yes we spared no expense and yet and yet, well, and the other thing is, like, I'm not a fan of New York. Like, there's part of me that, like, it's really cool. And then there's part of me, like, it's kind of like when I'm, like, 15 minutes in, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful until it's not. And Especially that in, real time, fast. in, in yeah. Times Square. Like, when we went yeah. on vacation to Times Square, I was like, this is cool. Like, yeah. we're seeing, like, with our friends and, you know, it's it's nighttime, but it's, like, daytime because there's so many lights. Yeah. We're seeing, like, the guys with the end of the world, you know, repent signs, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, every, like all, everything. And what show is being filmed together. over there. Yeah, and what, right. Yeah. It's, there's so much happens there. But did, when you there... did you visit Michael Scott's favorite pizza joint, <laughs> Sparrow's? No, but we did visit, uh, uh, Morgos. I think it's called Morgos. It was this place that had Cubanos. Oh. It was so good. We'll put it yeah, in the show. That's notes. inappropriate. Um <laughs> Um but it's this hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. It was probably about three feet wide, packed with yeah. people. If you would if you walked by it, you'd be like, Oh, I'm not eating there. <laughs> but like we looked it up, you know, we were looking for places to eat because we just wanted to get out of the conference mm-hmm. and, and get and get something else. But man, Cubanos. Yeah. So good. Um but so, yeah, so when I had left, Cody had taken a turn for the worse. Cody's, Cody's your dog. dog. Yes. James, uh, <laughs> Debra, Go on, I'm going to come for you. 
Um, and he was Cody's your 13, 14, year four, old. 12, 12 year old, 12 year old. Yeah. Um, dog that you have cared about. He more. was a wedding gift. So he's been with us as long as we've been married. Right. Um, he's, he, I mean, my point is people have pets. Yeah. Cody was a lot to you guys. He filled yeah, a lot Cody, of voids for you yeah, over yeah. a long period of time. Yeah. We never thought we were going to have a baby and like, you know, we were the dog parents, but we weren't like right. crazy. You crazy. weren't those we, babies. Right. We didn't carry him around in a bag. Um, <laughs> um, but he took a turn and, you know, I'm thinking the way he was like, he was just so lethargic. I said my goodbyes before I left because mm. I was like, mm. I don't, mm. I don't think he's going to make it. Mm. And Amy didn't think it either. Mm. And I'm glad I did because, well, turns out Cody did not make it. Mm. So Cody ended up having a, uh, a tumor on his mm. spleen that ruptured and then he was bleeding internally mm. and he was pretty much so far gone. Amy took him to the vet on Tuesday, which was the night that that was the day I left for the conference. Um, and, uh, he, the, the tumor had ruptured. So he had been bleeding for the past couple of days mm. and we decided to, you know, just end it quicker than, than have mm. him, you know, go through that anymore. Um, but you know, the vet said like, you know, in a comforting way, like this is, if you, if your if your dog does go, this is kind of like the best way for it's not, very painful at all it's pretty quick you know so there was that but you know so there's a couple levels of of hardship for for me one was saying goodbye before oh leaving on a tr on the trip mm -hmm. right and then there was him actually passing away oh. and then there's also amy dealing with everything mm -hmm. and i'm up in new york oh. and, and there's also like you know it would be great to like kind of enjoy, you know, the money that was spent on mm -hmm. this conference, right. and, you know, and yeah. I'm like, this is all whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I just felt yeah. this like meaningless just hollow. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like, this is all meaningless, whatever going through the motions, you know, yeah. all that. Um, and then like, what was <laughs> the, the, the one thing I was like, man, I don't know if there's anything lonelier than crying your eyes out alone in a hotel room about your dog dying in like, New York city in New York city. Like yeah. I was like, this, that's a this song. Pretty low. That's a country song. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is pretty low. Um, man, that is alone. <laughs> yeah, alone. Yeah. Um, but I did. And, uh, but you know, thank goodness. I also felt very comforted from so many people. Um, you know, all you guys texted and, you know, sent messages and, and, and whatnot. And I felt very comforted, but it was, it was, it was really tough. And then after coming home, I have all these moments, of, uh, you know, just the, like the habits, right? You, you like, at, Oh, I got to let Cody out yep, before we go at, to bed. You look at the doggy door. And you know, like, uh, I, t I fill up when in the morning when I take my medicine, I fill a, a cup full of water mm -hmm. and then I take my medicine and then whatever's left over, I put in, Mm -hmm. Cody's bowl. Now you're just pouring it on the floor and crying. <laughs> <laughs> just down the front of your pants. <laughs> and then like whenever I, I'm done with my run, I get my shower and then I crawl back into bed and like do like Bible study, pray and sure. Start my day. Um, but then like, there's always like that snuggle time, you mm -hmm. know? And like, there's been like, like there's been multiple days where I'm like, I go and I like shine my light to see where he is, you uh -huh. know? And like, 
that I think that's been like the hardest one. Yeah. Like I look for him and then he's not there and it's like, Ugh. yeah. So it's been it's been crap. I was yeah. gonna say terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's been horrible. Um, because he was he was such a big part of our life and he was such a fun dog. Like he he was a lap dog at night, like just hanging out on the couch, you know, watching TV, being a little you know snuggle bug. And but then he would go and he would like play with you out in the yard, like throw the ball mm-hmm. all day. You know, yeah. like he was like kind of the best of both worlds. And um, and he was a good dog. He was a real good dog. And I f- raised him from a uh, from a puppy, which that's the first time I've ever done that. Ra- raise a dog from from a puppy. So it's my, a big deal. My favorite moments were when I first met you and met him over at your old um, yeah townhouse. And he would always try to hunt me. <laughs> he was a humper dink. He was a, man for a long time. Um, then he settled down a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I also <laughs> loved his interactions with Chalupa, my dog. Who's a, she's a, she's a very energetic pit bull and, uh, Cody, by the time we got her within the past year, we, we start, brought her over here a couple of times and Cody was just playing such the old man part. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Was she this, brought this little, <laughs> you, you could see, you could see, was this what I was like when I was her age? <laughs> oh, oh my God. Sorry, dad. <laughs> Well, we join you in your sadness. Um, Cody was awesome, and yeah, he was awesome. He was like the first dog that I liked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was such a he was a unique dog. He was a and for for those of you who are curious and kind of want a mental image, he was uh he's a a beagle, is what they <laughs> call them. A, beagle. a Bible with legs. <laughs> yeah, a Bible with legs. Um, a Beagle Bulldog mix, 50-50 mix. Um, so I don't think I, knew, I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, he's... Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I th- we, we actually had the test on. My parents bought one of those DNA tests. Um, oh, you don't want to do that because, you know, next thing you know, the government's got all information on code. He's got a social security number. <laughs> they got a file on him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was, he was a really cool, unique dog. So On yeah. a more yeah. serious note than that, um, you know, and, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'll get another dog whenever they guarantee they don't die and they right. don't cost any money. Yeah. Um, that's fine. I got the offer out there. Yeah. Um, just for that reason alone. <laughs> but you having to say goodbye to him breaks my heart. But you having to look at Amy and be like, Welp. Yep. Have a good day, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that. Never leave you. Right. Of goodness and then, you know, richness, poor, rich, and all the fun stuff. Apparently not when the dog dies because I've got to go. So if you don't mind <laughs> yeah. taking care of that, uh, yeah. I'm gonna feel like the worst husband in the world and now. That, like that was that was so hard. Like just not being able. I was didn't, wasn't able to do anything. How and do you then, go stand in security at the airport with that on your mind? Right. Like how did you make it and not kill someone or get arrested? I well, so did I you just go numb. I did appreciate having my boss with me, ah. and this was the first time we were traveling together. And I very much like my boss a lot. However, you never really know what to expect with somebody in travel. Right. Luckily, I I don't know how to describe this, but like James had a very well balanced amount of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Going. Yeah. Right. Didn't talk too much. Didn't leave a lot of awkward silences or I really didn't feel any awkward silences actually. But like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like there's moments where like you've been with people and you're like oh just shut up yeah. I, just, I can't wait to get I out never of it. experienced but that people I never mentioned it to me though <laughs> I've never experienced I, I didn't experience that with him and that I was very appreciative of that and he was very kind you know because I told him what was going on and and he was very kind of you know mm-hmm. if I needed to 
you know, go off and, you know, do whatever and all that. But it was, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not a good week. Not a good week. Not a good week. And he will be missed. And then you come home to him not being here. And that was weird. Yeah, you know, it's not like at least you get to come home to come home. Yeah. You came home to, oh. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I come home and like. One the house the house just felt different because you know the energy that Cody sure puts off he's a lot of energy high energy dog, um, but I come home so there's that missing and then like Mags is moody and like is like crying when I pick her up like you know like when I first see her instead of like her being excited I'm like all right <laughs> that's it We're right home. there that's it my dog is dead and my daughter isn't happy to see me i'm so glad we're doing all this daddy's home <laughs> yeah she rallied though and it was all right sure <laughs> my friend uh sean mccartney was away for i think three weeks with his wife and they got home and his four-year-old daughter he said did you miss did you miss us she said i miss mommy oh. <laughs> he goes no but did you miss me and she goes I miss mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me reiterate yeah. my statement. Like, dude, you shouldn't have doubled down yeah. in the first place because you knew. You never doubled yeah. down. You know she's got a cold heart and she's going to stab <laughs> you right through your warm heart. He's like, I should have known better. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. Jay, this is also a significant kind of time for you. Sure is. Uh, as long as we're keeping this upbeat. You know, and it's funny. <laughs> each week, I always say we rejoice with each other and we mourn with each other. Yeah. And then each week I kind of go, yeah, we don't mourn enough. Well, this week's catching everybody yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, we're making up for lost time here. Um, yep. And it is and it isn't um, because yesterday is the five-year anniversary of when Trey passed away. And Trey was my son, for those of you who don't know that. Um, and So he would have been 11. He would have been 11. And know, that's crazy. Like, uh, sorry, Ethan's age. I know. That's what I say. Like, he and Ethan would be like buddies. Isn't that a weird thing? It that is so is weird. It is so weird. And we've never even put that together. I really didn't think, think about that until just now. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I I didn't like Trey stopped at six. Yeah. Like in my mind, Trey well, stopped and the thing at is, six. you're right, and yeah. that's and that's the way it is. Like, typically, my line is, I don't miss him because he's wasn't supposed to be here. Right. And we've come to grips with that. Yeah. He lived his which full is life. such an unbelievable thing for you to be able to 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 have that perspective yeah. and have peace about that. Sure. Because a lot of people cling to, well, oh, sure. they've been gone for 30 years, but they still feel like they're right there with me. Well, and the thing is, his, you know, so you come up on these benchmarks, whether it be, you know, people talk to us a lot on Thanksgiving because Trey loved the parades. Yeah. You know, yeah. And things like that, you know, and and they do the head nod. You know, it's like, how are things? Because mm. once again, what do you say when? What do you say, what do you say to somebody like me? You know, when you want to check in and show that you love somebody, mm -hmm. but you don't want to, you know, joining somebody in their emotion is what comfort is. Right. Yeah. Well, if I'm not really sad on the death on this and the anniversary of his death, but you feel like I should be, how do you join me where I am? We well, got to find out where I am, mm -hmm. you know? And so we are okay. Uh, I was telling the story of how Bella had a bad night on Monday night and I, I got, angry with her and explained several times to her how she was not respecting me. And the one time Joe came upstairs and he just said, was, was somebody yelling? And I said, yeah, that was me. <laughs> no, I actually know the first time he said, uh, and he, I said, yep. And he went, it's none of my business. Right. And I said, right. And so he went downstairs. <laughs> I can just see. And Joe, then when like, he came up for bed, he goes, now I know it's none of my business. <laughs> 
<laughs> but what was it? And I just said, look, you know, Bella was having a little trouble and I yelled at her and I probably shouldn't have yelled at her, but I did and yeah. everything's okay. And Well, and I was going to say, you are known to yell all the time. <laughs> like I'm you're, a screamer. you're constantly yelling, <laughs> which is false. Yeah. And for those of you at home, by yell, uh, I yelled. I didn't scream, but yeah. but and, but that's it, not your this normal. May, this may shock you, but it had something to do with social media. Uh, um, <laughs> that we had just given her a, we let her get Snapchat the day before, and she was complaining about her phone usage the very next night. And I yelled, "It lasted one day," um, is what I said. But the point of the story is putting Joe to bed. I explained how sometimes it's hard to be a dad. Well, it's always hard to be a dad, but you know, am I, am I correcting behavior enough? Am I not, am I, should I have done a punishment and should yeah. I have not have yelled, but should she have my attention? And then I said to Joe, and then you have to wonder, Hey, this is the anniversary of Trey's death tomorrow. Does this play anything into Bella's attitude? And I said, Joe, has it been on your mind? And he goes, well, not until you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, all right, then. <laughs> you know, as we tiptoe through this minefield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the point of the story is we are, not okay with it. We've come to grips with it. Yeah. That if God wanted him to live longer, he would have lived longer. If God wanted him to experience more, he would have experienced more. You know, once we knew that his condition was beyond a miracle terminal, yeah, we just packed life in. Yeah. You know, we packed We did as much as we could, as many memories as we could possibly pack together. Mm-hmm. And that kid lived six incredible, incredible years. Um, but as far as for me, I've noticed in the last six months times where I just kind of go, hmm. You know what I mean? Like where it, because I'm just, I, I want to make sure I'm not detached. Mm-hmm. That I don't go, well, God said he will live six years. Six years he lived. Now I shall move on. Yeah. Right. And I don't, I don't miss him because he wasn't supposed to be here. Right. You know, I don't want to be a robot. I don't want to be detached, but I don't want to be overly enmeshed and not able to, you know. But I've noticed over the last six months, just different things will pick up or things will affect me. I'll see a picture. I'll see. A, yeah. Yeah. Like and one thing that hit me recently, two things. Um, and I don't know which one to talk about. I'll go with the first one is I heard in my head his voice saying that was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little bit of a he didn't have a lisp so much. But yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he did say that. And I think I figured it out that it was him watching roller coasters on the laptop. Yeah. And I came up behind him and he didn't see me and I was recording it. Yeah. And you just hear him go, that was crazy. <laughs> but I mentioned it to Rachel. I said, do you remember him saying crazy? And she like had this look on her face of, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so we both had a moment of we forgot. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that was sort of a moment. And I mean, I'm talking, it was half of a second to a second where we were yeah. both like, oh, it just kind of punches you. And I yeah. said it to Joe and Bella and they were like, yeah, that is right. Yeah. Because there's been times to talk about minefields where I've said to Joe and Bella, hey, remember when Trey would do this? And Joe would be like, yeah, that was me. And I'm like, yeah, that's got to be real messy. Right. So I'm sorry right. about that. <laughs> right. Real, real, right. real sorry right. about that, son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Okay. That'll be in the letter. But so we've, uh, yeah. So that was just one thing that crept up. And it's, and it's not a bittersweet. It's sort of like, and so now it's a new tagline between Joe and myself predominantly. Something will happen and we'll go, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Aw. And so it's a cool little head nod. Yeah. The other is Trey had a girlfriend. And, you know. Which one? Uh, well, he had lots of girlfriends. <laughs> but, but as far as like a literal classmate girlfriend that he was in school with. Yeah. 
he did. And I mean, to the point where other girls would, would want to be his girlfriend in class. And he's like, no, she's my girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and my man, the thing is she twirls in the same thing with Bella and I'm still friends with her family and everything else. And so it's just weird to watch her grow up. Yes. And there's times where I'm like, does she remember? Yeah. And I'm not going to go to this poor 11 year old girl and be like, do you remember how you were boyfriend and girlfriend with my son who died? How has that affected you? You know? Mm -hmm. So about two days, man, that would be like, so because I never picture Trey as an 11 year old. Mm -hmm. I don't a 10 year old, nine year old, eight year old, seven year old. Yeah. But then you see, and I, and that was just it. That was, you know? Yeah. So probably two days, one day before yesterday, his mom, her mom, put her picture on Facebook because it was her birthday. Okay. And just like, hey, here's my big 11-year-old. Yeah. And to me, she looked mm-hmm. like 15. Yeah, yeah, And I was just like, damn. Yeah. Like, and it was it was a it was a kick in the gut. Yeah. But eh, that's all it was. Yeah. So then I feel it in my gut right now. I wake like, up Tuesday morning, yesterday morning. Okay. It's the anniversary of Trey's death. Yeah. It's five years. All right. What am I going to do? You know, because I take the same picture every year. Right before Trey died, his last Halloween, he dressed up as Captain America. He was so excited. And I took a picture of him in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And then every year after that, on the anniversary of his death, I take a picture in the backyard of that exact same spot, except he's not there. Yeah. And it's my only symbolic little tip of the cap. And what's really amazing is most years, there's like weird sunshine coming down. And mm. so it's kind of like a symbolic, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. Wow. And this year I was like, mm, crap, it's going to be rainy. I'll take it the day before. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, but it's like, what do I want to do about that? How do I want to commemorate, celebrate? And part of me was like, you know what? I'm not going to post anything because I don't want it to be attention seeking. Mm-hmm. So you just posted the pictures? No. No. I noticed that Rachel had posted something in the morning and I'm oh, like, okay. all right, people know. Yeah. All right. Because the first thing I did was I went through my Facebook memories mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, one year ago, Hey, that was a really cool picture with the thing coming down. And you know, four years, three years ago, it was other people posting. It's been two years since Trey died and he meant this and he meant that. And you just get closer and mm-hmm. you're scrolling through to all the posts from the day that he died mm-hmm. and all, cause we put it on social media that yeah. he passed away. Yeah. We were very public throughout his whole, yeah. you know, battle. Um, and just to see what people posted. And it's weird. Cause like some of the people that are like, I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and then there was one where it was a high school friend of mine who had gone through a lot in her life during the Trey years. We had, you know, we only were talking because of Trey and she was going through some really crazy stuff in her life. And I would try to comfort her through it and just be there for her. And she wrote this big, long post just about how her life had been a hell. But yet even I was able to love her and to reach out to her and to comfort her. And it was just like an affirmation of that's all we wanted was for people to see that God could love us and love other people through our darkest of times. Yeah. So here I am laying in my bed, just tears pouring mm-hmm. down my face. Stop about being alone. Yeah. You know, and you're like, well, Joe and Bella aren't up yet. Cause that'd be really, you don't want them to walk in and see dad crying. That's right. weird. You know, but it, and it's not sad and it's not, no, it's not just sad. Cause yeah, it's a little bit sad, Sure. but it's just the overwhelming remembering of boy we were in the mix yeah in that time yeah you know and so you make cute you know i made a post and i showed the two pictures and i said 
the Trey, you know, it's been five years since Trey completed his battle. Yep. You know, the old, the old cancer people, we, I don't like to say lose. Right. Cause you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody could be more victorious than he was. Nope. Um, and Joe and I and Bella, we went off on our day and we had a bunch of running around to do cause it was election day and you know, you, you bring it up and the only other interesting thing I would add just for getting you caught up to date was Joe and Bella used to say they had two lives, their life with Trey and their life after Trey mm. and that it was split in half. And I asked them about it and they said, no, he, they said, it's just one. And that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Like, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. How to, yeah. Is that bad? Is yeah. that okay? Or is that right. good? Cause it's right. one life now. Right. It's not separate. Right. Yeah. But the, the phrase of no, that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was part of my life. That's something that happened in my life. Like, okay. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll unwrap that later. Yeah. You know, but, so overall, it was good. Um, you know, it's it, it's weird. Like now, like today, in the next couple of days, if I go back to Facebook memories, you get to the viewing, mm-hmm. the funeral, you know. And so that I, I don't necessarily dip into as much. I might, you know, one or two as they pop up. Yeah. Because it's good to relive it because I'm overwhelmed once again at just how God provided for us. Yeah. Sure. You know. And, and you don't I, want to forget, you know. I mean, with all due respect, I know you don't want to forget the the, the other things. The little moment, like uh, that was right. crazy, crazy. You know, like right. Or the, or right. the impact we had on so and so's life, right? And that they said this, right? That. Exactly. Yes. Okay, I'll give you the that. little the little things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again: the day of his funeral, and I'm doing the eulogy. I mean, wasn't anybody else going to do it? Yep. And we're in that private. That was an amazing eulogy, by the way. I appreciate that. We're in the private family room beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I look, and there's all my guys, my young life guys, I get cry now. Yeah. And it was like, wow. Yeah. You know, that's what love looks like. Yeah. And so to live life with that intensity is just incredible. Yeah. You know, now you're like, ah, the kids are fighting. Right. And and you get away from it. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to go back there. Right. But boy, do I appreciate having that kind of just intense love, comforting such intense grief sure mm-hmm. so uh i'll probably revisit that as well <laughs> so there you go wow yeah that just happened yeah <laughs> so that's that's something that some people would find awkward in order awkward. to talk to you about um and that's kind of the theme of our yeah what um, do you say uh, when well so but hold on here what do you say when yeah You've gone a solid 50 minutes with catching up on life. Right. And maybe we leave stuff to another show. Yeah. We, we could do that. We could, could we could go into. I, I think we should. That would be better. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. Sometimes. We'll you have know, a part two of this episode. People <laughs> in podcasts need to do better. That's absolutely true. But we missed last week, so we are catching up on a lot. And so much, like you said, so much has happened in these past weeks. And if you're listening to this, and, and many people have. What we're saying is we want to know of awkward situations where you want to comfort somebody and you just don't know how, like it's, you know, somebody's abusive husband dies and you're like, um, Mm. do I say congratulations? Right. Right. So if you have anything like that, please send it to us. Lunchtimeinrome.com. Hit our Facebook page. Yeah. Send us awkward comfort situations Mm -hmm. and we will try to do better next week. And uh, and address those. But for now, each week, we like to take a moment and look at national, international, mostly Florida 
uh, <laughs> news items where people need to do better. Right. Brian, I believe you have one. I have a can't do better. Oh. Do you have a do better? You had to do better. No, I don't. Wow. Wow. We should do we better. Should we should do better. better. But we have there's reasoning why we didn't have Well, we it. can we can do one of we can do one of the ones that are on here about the kid. Um Yeah, there was another one. Well, so you could do the one about the kid, but we don't have to play it, but we can link it. We're not going to play it. Um, I, so I'll do that and I'll do, I'll do, can I do, want to do the other can't do better that I was talking about? Sure. Um, so this do better. Um, it's a kid and we're not going to play it cause it's, 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 unfor- it's unfortunate, but there's this may- maybe a second grade class. Oh, I don't think so. You think it's younger? Oh yeah. Whoa. That makes me maybe kindergarten class. And I, was maybe thinking, they're graduating, I, was, I was thinking for sure. They're graduating from kindergarten and, um, this teacher is, you know, basically the parents are in the class and the teacher is like welcoming everything, everybody. And this little, this little kid gets up and goes, shut the F up to the teacher. And you hear in the background, all the parents, some of them going, whoa, Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. Oh, hey. And she's like, and the teacher was pretty much like, Hey, you can't say that. And, and he's like, man, he he calls her the B word, um, and it's just so sad. It's so sad. It's not shocking. Unfortunately, it's not shocking. Um, but it's it's just really sad because there's this, I don't know, five year old kid. Where's that, he heard that? Right. You, you, he's saying it, and like you're like kid, you know. But like he, he that's it's he's, he heard that he's, twenty he's times before it. he got to school. He's absorbed it, and and so. To the parents that raise kids like that, do better. I mean, this well, and the, you know these what? kids are well, except never mind. They're helpless. I mean, they they, they are going to mimic what Maggie, you're going to do. Maggie's going to be oh, talking she's the like worst. a sailor. She is. No, but I, there are things that like I say that I'm like eh, I should probably stop saying that. Like it's not like it's not that. Like I'm not like you know flipping people off and you know yelling obscenities. Do you in mean the like the time when I was putting a toilet in for mm, seven hours and I finally figured it out and I thought I nailed it and then I turned it and started to flood and I yelled <gasps> whore and, and Joe was three or four and he went whore whore and mommy's like no daddy said horse, horse. <laughs> something like that exactly like this is one of those the they toe the line kind of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, and and it is interesting as a parent what what is going to make that impression in that in your kid where when they're, you know, 30 or whatever and they they look back, "Oh, dad always had a beer in his hand." Right. You know, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, but I mean, again, with this kid, I just I feel bad for the the, the kid. Heart. He just has no chance. There's there's there's, you know, unless unless somebody comes along and mentors him outside of that home. There's Jesus. There's Jesus. Yeah, yeah all that. <laughs> Um, wow! Wow! So, just please, parents, do better. You know, just yeah. really, please. I've been an impressed. Uh, yeah, do better. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Did you send it to me? No. All right. I didn't know if you you have a can't do better. You have nothing. I have nothing. Oh, I'm the worst. Here you go. Okay. Uh, dr- oh, yeah. Drinker wakes up in a morgue after being declared dead when he passed out. Downing vodka in Russia and head straight back to the party. My man. <laughs> this is a do better, can't do better hybrid. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's hardcore. That, that is, that is ex- this is the quintessential is do better. 
A drinker who was Can't declared do dead after downing too much vodka in Russia, Russia w- woke up vodka and found what? himself in a morgue. Rather than go home to sleep off the rest of the the after effects of the alcohol, the man went straight back to to straight back out to rejoin his friends. Wow, my man, those are some good friends. No, they need to do better. Guess what? Whoever sent them to the morgue, you need to do better. That's like a long process. You don't just get to they the don't morgue. Just... Right, like something you, you has have to, happen. to. You have to have like an EMT or a doctor declare you dead. Yeah. Then they package you up and send you in. It might there's be a lot involved with the that. hospital. So That's Russia somebody, too. I mean, it you, is Russia. You don't. You never know regulations. So I have a can't do better. Yeah. And let let me do the can't, my can't do better first. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not very good. Absolutely. <laughs> Dateline. Bing. Cleveland. Oh, mine's mine's also in Ohio. Crazy, crazy. Uh, Baker Mayfield. I don't know if you guys have heard of a team uh, called the Cleveland Browns. They're terrible. Yeah. Uh, but they're supposed to be the greatest team in the world. They're a factory of sadness. Yes. Right. Super Bowl champs on paper. Everything's great. And they only have two wins. And uh, there was a great. Yeah. There was a great picture of the day that they uh, drafted Baker Mayfield, their quarterback. Yeah. And then a picture of him Sunday. Uh And it's unbelievable. Like the day they drafted him, he's like, yeah. Yeah. And then Sunday he looks like. Like he's out. on Megan's list, and <laughs> it's just—it's terrible. So Baker he Mayfield shaved his mustache like three different times. Shaved twice on Sunday before and after a 24-19 loss in Denver. The Cleveland Browns quarterback arrived at Empower Field with a beard, sported a handlebar mustache during the game. Okay, but then showed up to his post-game news conference with a simple mustache. Just a mustache. Yep. It went viral. Uh, it said, even culminating with actor Macaulay Culkin reenacting the movie Home Alone, casting Mayfield as Daniel Stern's wet bandits character, Marv. <laughs> he explained what happened. He said, the original thought for me to do handlebars, he said, still with the plain mustache. I was undefeated before Sunday when I had a handlebar mustache, but I shaved it off because I didn't deserve it. So he shaved his handlebar mustache off because he lost and he didn't deserve I handlebar mustache. He's not man enough. I don't know. To me, that's a little bit of a can't do better. At least I like Baker Mayfield. I don't know what it is like, about him. I, I didn't I deserve like this handlebar mustache, so I shaved it off. Yeah. I guess. Go on, Brian. All right. So uh, um, this this kind of made the I think it was, a, it was maybe on Ellen, but I, it, it, um, it definitely made the rounds on social media. Uh, South Point, Ohio. A college student who hit a deer Friday night in Ohio while dressed as Carrie from the Stephen King movie, Carrie, um, the book where yeah. she has blood all over her wedding dress. Um, for Halloween haunted house gave first responders a scare when they saw her covered in fake blood. Sydney Wolf was driving through South point, Ohio when she struck and killed a deer that darted into the road. Um, Wolf, a student at Marshall university in West Virginia was promoting her role in a musical adaptation of Stephen King's Carrie the horror master's novel about a shy bullied girl with telekinetic powers who exact revenge on her high school tormentors at the prom. So anyways, she is all bloody. She is in costume. She hits this deer. And um, then the first responders come and you could tell he was horrified. The first police officers to arrive at the scene kept asking her if she was sure she was all right. The second round of cops that came weren't in on the makeup and said, are we just going to ignore that the blood is dripping and she needs medical attention? <laughs> um, 
in a Twitter. Uh, so when she wrecked, the first responder saw her blood and freaked. Um, the new officer says, I hate to interrupt, but don't you think, don't you guys think she needs medical assistance? So anyways, she posted this on Twitter. It blew up and she, I think is going to get a new car from people that well, are donating. I to did her a little bit of research into that and I looked into it and there was, you know, I wanted to see how much had she raised. Yeah. And, uh, it was the way they were doing it was straight Venmo. Uh huh. So you can't figure it out. And uh-huh. I was like, um, I don't uh-huh. like that as much. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a little like, did that all really, you know? And so I got a little do betterish on that. Also do better. Uh, EMT freaked out like it, EMT should not be freaking out like you want it when it when somebody's all bloodied up you want them to be like now here's what we're gonna do yeah. like <laughs> you want them to be like holy cow look at the blood oh gosh <laughs> well, that's disgusting but that's fair that's fair but anyhow that is a great story yeah it's just so so good so good this is gonna be awkward and she she like walked away with like a bruise on her leg or something so like besides the deer dying oh that's sad oh yeah well, okay. um my sister Kathy and Uncle Rick Walker were both in, I believe it was Dawn of the Dead. So yeah. there was Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, one of them. But they were extras as zombies. Mm-hmm. And um, they ended up driving home from the shoot, which was out like somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And like going through the turnpike. And, and you think about it like, boy, I hope you don't think it an accident. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to look like, yeah. how long were these people in this accident? <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrible. <laughs> But so on that note, we're going to wrap our show up. Uh, thank you everybody for listening, for tuning in, for watching on Facebook. We do stream live every week. So um, if you're interested in, in watching us do this, uh, you are more than welcome to join us on our Facebook page. Um, you can find all of that again at lunchtimeinrome.com. Uh, please, we welcome your feedback. We definitely are looking for those awkward moments. What do you say to people when uh, moments uh, for this coming week? Um, but again, we, we want to just thank you for joining us around the table here. And with that, we are going to call it a night. See you next week. Bye. Bye.